I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. I love when somebody comes on the show and their interview blows me away. And that's just what happened when I was in Houston, Texas with a man from Minnesota named Dave Wagner, who is a businessman who had an encounter with the Holy Spirit with his friends and family, his wife, his daughter, where they saw an opening in the sky and they even saw Jesus dancing with one of the family members that they had lost before. Now, this wasn't just him having a mental vision. This was him with a group of people who had an open experience. And after this open experience, so many things took off. This is the man who actually created frog tape and he sold that company since then and now is working on a medical device that could actually predict early onset Alzheimer's. He didn't have a medical device background, but God, through these encounters, showed him a number of things, a number of technologies that now he has many patents. He's been working on some other uh, inventions as well. And his company and his wife have started ministry alongside the company with a full prayer room are seeing incredible breakthrough. And I think they're an incredible example for exploring the prophetic audience. I think you're going to really enjoy, but also be provoked in a way that's going to cause you to want a similar experience with God. I do. When I was listening to it, I was going, me too, God, me too. So come listen, come join the conversation and really pray after this one and ask God, what do you have to show me that you can move forward in my life that will bring breakthrough to other people and other places? Breakthrough has become such a buzzword, and I want to take it out of being a buzzword and understand that it's one of the names, one of the ways that God presents himself to the world, that he's the God who breaks through. And when he says this two times in the Bible, especially Micah 2.13, it is not just a title. It's the way that he's named in that situation. He's It's his name. It's how you call upon him, the God who breaks through or the breaker God. And I love this because in every industry we have breakthrough. We have it in science and, and acting parts and you know and enemy lines and war and and, and soldiers, but the church needs to understand breakthrough because when breakthrough comes, when God comes as breakthrough, we have before and after moments where the enemy starts to look so small compared to the large mass that he takes up right now. We start to see him as who he truly is, a man without authority now that Jesus has stripped him on the cross. So I wrote this book, Breakthrough. It's going to give you just a little teaching, but really it's about prophecies, prayers, and decoration over 12 areas of your life. So family, health, mental health, relational turmoil, business, finances, transition, warfare, all these different areas. And you're gonna be able to apply a prophecy, a prayer and a declaration over each area. And this book is a powerful prayer book, a powerful declaration book. We'll have prophecies that aren't fortune cookie prophecies, but are really specific based on the word of God for your life right now and based on words that God gave me for you. And I believe that you're going to love this book. We've already had incredible feedback. It's hit the top charts in Christianity. And so we've been able to hear a lot of people's immediate responses, unlike other books we've done, where it takes a while to hear how has this affected you. People are saying, I read this chapter and applied it immediately and heaven showed up. Breakthrough came, which is Jesus Christ himself. So I'm going to encourage you, get this book. It's everywhere books can be sold. You can get it from our website as well, bowlsministries.com. But this is going to be a book you treasure and that you read over your family and your friends and you have a powerful encounter with God. Well, hello. Thank you for coming out with us. Well, thank you for having me. You were on your way home and I told Luke, I said, I want somebody in the marketplace 
who's had impact in, you know, in Houston. And he said, well, he's not from Houston, but my friend's here. You should totally talk to him. And then we talked, and it was amazing. Yes. God has been so good and so faithful. He has. Uh, in really everything I've done. Well, I want to go, before we go personal into more of the family, because you have such an amazing family journey, I actually want to take us to some of the marketplace business journey because you owned a product and started a product that many of you would be familiar with. You could see it in any handyman store, any Home Depot, Frog Tape. And you started a Frog Tape, co- tape company, and it was so easy and nothing bad ever happened. Just kidding. Um, you started this company, and you actually got attacked by some opposing companies who tried to ruin you through litigation. And let's talk about that a little bit. Paint the picture for us of what was happening and how God came through. Sure. You you know, in in Luke 11, it says, when they bring you before religious leaders, authorities, um, magistrates, don't worry what to say because the Holy Spirit will give you what to say at that time. Oh, it's so good. And so I have a high school education. I got into business at 18 years old, and the Lord has led me through it. Now there's major obstacles as we're getting to. So I am basically summonsed for a lawsuit, which I deem to be completely frivolous. And the only way to fight it was to counterfeit it, so I filed countersuits. Yeah. Um, I looked for an attorney, um, a Christian attorney, if that's not an oxymoron. <laughs> and, we and, know some good Christian attorneys. There are, and, they are out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And this Christian attorney of mine was down in my office, and um, we were in the conference room strategizing our approach. We filed uh, 12 different countersuits against this company. Wow. And we were strategizing, and a very strong prophetic friend of mine happened to stop by my office. And he came in the office, and he, he uh, asked us what we were doing. And, and my friend was not necessarily, or my attorney wasn't really open to the prophetic. And so my prophetic friend goes on to say, you know, you're, what you're seeking in damages is far too low. Wow. Far too low. However, and he takes out a piece of paper and he starts drawing this very vivid picture, although they were stick men, <laughs> but he said, don't go to the right or to the left. Stay straight down the middle. And he drew these lines in the paper and two stick men going down the middle. And then he put a little box on each side of those lines and wrote wet paint. Hmm. Don't go right or left. It's like you'll be touching wet paint. That was a prophetic word. Well, we went to trial. Well, we went to the pre-trial where the judge meets us and says, is there any possibility of a settlement before we tie up taxpayers' dollars at this federal level? And the uh, plaintiffs in this case said, not a chance. We're going to sue Mr. Wagner. Mr. Wagner, do you want to settle? And they were suing me for several million dollars. And so it was like, um, no, I'm not ready to settle. Yeah. And so he, uh, he, he, after he heard their statement, he said, okay, well, I have reviewed all of the claims in this lawsuit, and I find no merit 
in any of their claims wow. against you, Mr. Wow. Wagner. However, I find all 12 of your claims have legal merit, and we will proceed, although we're going to flip. Mr. Wagner, you're now the plaintiff, <laughs> and the plaintiff is now the defendant. Wow. The, the trial went on the entire week, and it was very hard because I was told we couldn't tell the jury that there had been a reversal because that would taint the jury's yeah. thinking. And so all the evidence was marked appropriately and so on and so forth. So we get to the final day, and the closing statements are made, and the jury goes into recess, and they come back out, and they uh, not only found the, the defendants in this case now guilty, um, and they awarded us over $13 million in damages. Oh, my gosh. And Thank you, Jesus. I mean, how many of you, realistically, before you go on, how many of you are facing something legal, maybe a, a child situation or, or a lawsuit or something that you need to hear that story right now? That was important for you to hear, right? Because we, we don't realize that God speaks to us about these things, and also he's our fighter. He fights for us, even through very common processes. And I feel like I've never heard as many unjust lawsuits as I had this year, 2019. I've never heard as many like custody cases, immigration issues, financial businesses against each other. I'm not talking about Christians or Christians. I'm just saying legal processes. And when I heard this story, I was like, I want this on the podcast mm -hmm. because people need to hear that our God fights for us. And he Amen. never loses a battle. Amen. He never loses a battle. So go ahead. And we get, we get back to the hotel because this is down in Tampa, Florida. We get back to the hotel and my attorney gets on the elevator before me and I, I, I almost fall over. I said, Craig, come out here. And he comes out and I, he says, what? I said, look. And here they had just painted the framework on the elevator, oh, wow. and there were two handwritten wet paint signs on either side <laughs> of the sign. elevator. Wow. Needless to say, he's very interested in the prophetic now. Yeah. 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 Very, very interested because it just paid him some dividends. Yes. Which is really good. Yes. Well, let's go more on the personal journey because you and your wife have this incredible family. And over the, uh, there's a two and a half year period when this lawsuit came that you were experiencing great personal tragedy. And tell us a little bit about what happened because it, 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 there was so much redemption in the story, especially with your youngest. But take us a little bit there, however you would want to lead us. Yeah, it's, um, it started with my oldest son being in a car accident and wasn't supposed to live through the night. In fact, the report and prognosis was that he would never talk or communicate with us again. And there was a prophetic utterance that came out of me to the doctor that said, no, we're going to walk out of this hospital. He'll walk without a limp. He'll have perfect vision. He'll hear. He'll have all of his senses, and we will walk out of this hospital. A long story short, uh, because it's an amazing detail, there were documented miracles. He, in the hospital in Mankato, Minnesota, is recorded as the miracle, miracle boy. Yes. And we walked out of that hospital in less than two weeks. And he had like... You guys, every one of his bones in his face was broken. He had broken limbs. He had, I mean, he was a mess. He, he was a complete mess. Every facet of his brain was damaged. He had partial brainstem shear. He had fractured vertebrae. Uh, every bone in his face was broken except for the left eye orbital socket. 
Um, it, it was a mess. Yeah, numerous broken bones. In, internally, he was bleeding. There, you know, it was it was not good. It was not good. But while he was that accident happened, my wife was pregnant. We were told we couldn't have kids, and four years after that, we were pregnant, and uh, so that was amazing. We love kids, and uh, we better. This is your <laughs> you better love children. Yeah, and uh, she was seven months pregnant at the time of this accident, and so um, he was diagnosed uh, early on um, with a rare blood disease. At nine months old, he was given a the wrong chemotherapy treatment mm. uh, by accident at a, a very large children's hospital and they literally fill over a million scripts a year and it was just, it was an accident. They gave him the wrong chemotherapy. Um, and we went through the whole forgiveness process to forgive the ph- pharmacist wow. and, and uh, immediately on. And, and he, there was only four known cases in the world of this overdose of this particular um, chemotherapy. Two had passed away immediately, two survived. Um, in this case, Joel became the tiebreaker. And he, uh, he survived it. They flew in some, once they realized what had happened, wow. they flew in some additional anecdotes. And, but he struggled on and off uh, for the next couple of years. And we lived at the hospital. Um, actually lived at the Ronald McDonald house because we were a distance from the hospital uh, for a, a significant amount of time. While I'm being sued, I was in five lawsuits in a period of two and a half years. Um, I have multiple things going on. I have a business, former business partner that had stolen some intellectual, intellectual property wow. from us all during this same period. And I look back and I just go, but God, there's not a chance I, you know, that's when you know God's in these things, when you can get through these circumstances and still somehow praise God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, your partner runs off with intellectual property. You're sued five times. Your son had just got out of a car accident and was in, on the men's. And your other son is in the hospital most of the time. And at two and a half or three and a half, he passes away. Yeah, he passes away. He was three days short of three years, three months old. Oof. Passed away. We believed, we totally believed. I, I am still as shocked today that he didn't come back. We prayed for resurrection. Yeah. When you just had the other son. Absolutely. You called him we back. had seen miracles. We have documented miracles in hand, and yet we see a different outcome, which was puzzling yeah. and and we didn't even plan a funeral. Actually, my wife's wow. brother planned the funeral because we just truly believed after all that we saw, he was truly going to come back. So it's interesting because you told me behind the scenes or in the back room, you said you had written a letter for him. Yeah. And for his dedication. And you, the, the time, how many of you have dedicated your babies just in a church? So we dedicate our babies to God and, and you really believe in your dedicated, like the Lord is going to take care of them. And so tell us about that. Yeah, we were holding a prophetic conference up in Minnesota with our ministry, and it was before the evening event, and I was just kind of whining to the Lord. You know, even though you have these amazing experiences, there's still sometimes you just go, and I just asked the Lord simply, Lord, why didn't you honor 
the prayer that I prayed over him when I dedicated him to you. And I instantly heard him say, I did. And it was just like, I was taken back. So I had to go pull out the prayer that I had written. And as I read it, I started weeping. And it was, I had prayed, you know, that my son would be used at a young age, that he would have an impact on our region and that souls would be added to the kingdom. And I was like, wow, everything that I had written in that prayer was fulfilled. Wow. Not in the way that I had seen it, but to the word of it, it was 100% fulfilled. Wow. Wow. It's it's so beautiful because when you're dealing with real grief as a parent, I mean, I can't imagine what you walk through. I have a four and a six-year-old, so they're very near that age. Mm-hmm. And I, only God can give you the strength to walk through something that tragic. But to, that he was a seed that went in the ground. We're all called seeds. And when he was a seed that went in the ground, and you guys ended up, your ministry and everything you were doing expanded right after that. You guys had about a two and a half, three-year period that was just hardship over and over. But then there was a season of kind of resting you guys and then kind of launching into something new. Let's talk about that a little bit. The, uh, yeah, there was a season where we just kind of rested. And my wife came to me and she said, Dave, I just, I just want a place to worship. Wow. Our son was, uh, he, at three years old, he would rather us pray for him than have pain medicines. He would frequently <laughs> just say, no pray, no pray. Uh, and it, he had a relationship with the Lord That's at beautiful. three years old. So my wife said, I just cherish those days of dancing with him, you know, just to worship music. And she said, I just want a place. Well, we have a very large facility uh, for my business. So we used 15,000 square feet and turned it into a worship sanctuary. That's amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so our idea was just simply to create a, a worshipful atmosphere, no speakers, no nothing. And we were doing that for, um, actually that was inspired from a open heaven uh, experience that yeah, we This had. is wild. I think you guys need to hear this because you know, when, when there's such a tragedy, there's a, there is a response from heaven. Sometimes it's one we have to believe by faith. But you guys had literally, you were driving home, get out of your truck, and heaven opened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw this thing. Like, describe this. Yeah. So we were getting home late at night. Normally, I have an outside light on. We live in the country. Pulled up to our house. My wife had gotten out, was walking toward the house. It is pitch black. But before I even got out of the truck, I hear the voice, and it says, look up. And it's like, okay, so sarcastically, I kind of say, look up at what as I'm getting out of my truck. And I look up, and I see this object. And so I quick called my wife before she was in the house, and I said, Tina, please come here. And she's like, what? I said, just come here. And she comes around the front of my truck, and she ducks. And it's like, okay, she can see it, you know, because many times, many times I've been to places and they say, well, there's an angel back there and there's an angel over there. And I've always looked, I've never seen it. I believe they're there, but I don't see it. So she can see it. Yes. Well, she was ducking. And what happened is it, it looked to her like a tornado that was just above our heads. To me, it looked just the opposite. It looked like a whirlpool ready to suck something up. Wow. And that's the only thing that we saw different the whole night. 
And it moved across the sky, went over, and it literally unlocked, some people call it a portal, it unlocked a hole in the sky, and it lit up as though we're looking at these spotlights. Wow. So there's, this is the middle of the night, the moon would have been over the city if we could have seen it, it was fully cloudy. And, but inside this color was movement, and we're looking at it, and we're both basically what is this you know what is this and as it broke apart there were people dancing Mm. and I was like are you seeing this yeah I'm seeing it are you seeing it and so we only had one daughter home at the time so I ran in the house and said Whitney come down here quick what I said Whitney come here quick and so she comes down and we're outside just looking up and she comes out and she says, whoa, <laughs> what is that? So we're like, she can see it. You know, she can see it. So we were watching and it was so amazing. There were angels and I didn't, I have never seen this, you know, in kids, child books and so on and so forth. You see pictures of of angels and so on and so forth. Some had big wings, some had small wings. There were bigger angels, smaller angels. There were people. Um, and so we started calling people. It's just like, hey, come on over. You know, you need to see this. This is amazing. And so we ended up having a total of nine people witness the same thing. It's wild. Uh, everybody that came saw the exact same thing. Wow. I ran in to get my video recorder. Because, oh, we, you know, I have a nice digital, you know, high-definition video camera. It's like, let's take a look at, you know, I'm going to film it. I couldn't find it. I just used it. Where'd it go? Um, anyway, I went in and out of the house numerous times during the hours that this was going on, trying to find that camera. And in the morning, if it dissipated in the morning as the sun came up and the sky started turning blue. It just kind of melted into the blue and disappeared. Um, and I walked in the house after the sun came up, and there's wow. my camera and sitting right by, <laughs> right where I walked by it all six times, going in the house, coming out right in the middle of the doily on the end table. But the Lord said, "No, that was not yeah. for anything but for you." And so, so this really birthed like uh, the worship movement. This this yeah, had a real so impact this on was, what you wanted to do. Yeah, this was dancing. I mean, you saw all sorts of dancing. My wife brings out the laptop computer. And she's playing worship music. And she changes the worship music as the computer's sitting on the car. And they change dancing to the music she is playing. And I said, did you see that? And she says, no, what? And I said, go back to the other music and watch. And she went back and they went back to their fast dancing. Now there's all kinds of dancing. I'm telling you, this is just what we saw. And all sorts of dancing. At, At one point we saw the silhouette of a woman that looked just like my mother-in-law who had passed just after Joel was poisoned. Wow. And so it was, it looked like her and she bent over and all of a sudden this little guy, the only small child we saw during that night, run into the screen. She grabs him and she, you know, grabs his feet and twirls him around. His little feet are dangling out. (laughs) And she sets him down and he takes off and, you know, an and so hour. all these people are seeing this. Oh, everyone's seen it. And so the next, in, an hour later, all of a sudden she's in the center of the screen, as I'll call it, and bends over again. And we know right where he's going to come across the sky. And sure enough, he comes across the sky again. She wow. grabs his hand and this time she just rocks him back and forth. His little feet are dangling and lets him go and he takes off again. And the third time he come into the screen, another hour later, and... Um, 
and he's, uh, you know, she grabs him and she lifts him up like this. And as they got, as his feet got straight above her, then they were like just a big spoke on a wheel. They just rotated. It was like, well, that's interesting. Wow. And they went around a couple of times and she stopped and set him back down and he takes off. And, but it just encouraged, it just brought closure. Yeah. It just brought closure and it's just, our cloud of witnesses are dancing, they're rejoicing, um, and it just solidified the fact we need to be in a place of worship. Wow. And, and that's, that was the birth of First Love Minnesota. Bring us back to our first love. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, in the midst of that, so you have this campus that you guys do your businesses out of, and now you're, you have 15,000 square feet dedicated just for this. But you've had some, I don't know if they were dreams or encounters about some technologies. I know you can't tell, talk totally about it, but you have some technologies that came through, and this is totally outside the tape industry. Like you've been in the food industry, then the tape industry, and with your wonderful high school education, you became an inventor <laughs> and have four patents, two more coming. On, can you, what can you tell us about this? Yeah, no, it's, I would say perspective will drive everything. So if you're, if you're stuck on something, check your perspective. And, and I'm going to go back to uh, Proverbs 25, 2. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but mm-hmm. the honor of a king to seek it out. And so when I tell my stories, people say, well, Dave, that's for you. That's for you. He's hidden it from me. And, and I said, you're missing a letter. I said that the perspective is off. God hasn't, hasn't hidden anything. If you're his, he hasn't hidden anything from you. He's hidden it for you. That's so good. There's wow. a, that's a difference. And I said, when you start believing that he's hidden it for you, it changes so your perspective. Yes. And so it opens up so, the door. So we need to change your four right now. Just change it to four, not from four. Think of two or three things. You're like, God, why are you hiding from me? No, 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 he's hidden for you. Like, just, just think of that, because I feel like that's ministering to some of you in the room who felt like disconnected or maybe a false wilderness season. You think you're in a wilderness, but you're actually in a game of hide and seek with God. Like, literally, something's happening. But go ahead, tell us about yeah, technology. So just, you know, and it's just like him. I was reading the other day, and, and I came to I am. And how many times does he, does the enemy come in and say, and reverse it or change just a little bit and say, am I? Isn't that his, to turn it into a statement, into a question? That's the original thing was questioning and doubting. And so when you, when you can realize that, when you understand who you are, whose you are, that makes a difference. So yes, I, I didn't know it at the time, but when I got into the food industry, I invented things that had never been done before just to make things easier, better, more efficient. And they're still used today as some of the state-of-the-art things in the, in the industry. Wow. The, the day I resigned from that job, I, was, I had a vivid dream that night. The same day that I re- resigned, I called the MPCA the next Monday who dealt with the dream, and I told them the dream. They said, are you kidding? We just had a meeting, a board meeting, on Friday, the same day I resigned, to figure out how to incentivize somebody to do what you're asking. Needless to say, that they came to my home around my kitchen table. I was in business the same day. Then I got into nutraceuticals by kind of accident um, because I was kind of rude to a guy. And my wife said I was a jerk. 
because he was just recruiting me to work there. And, and so I called him back to apologize. And he said, I just wanted to talk to you. So it's like, I'm, I'm not looking for work. I went and talked to him. He, he says, can you help me? And I said, sure. And he says, how much will it cost? I threw out a number. He shook my hand. And I went, oh, no, now what happened? <laughs> but I know that's been the Lord's pattern. Yeah. And so we started the nutraceutical company. Went great five years into it. I have this opportunity to start another company in the, in the paint and paint sundries, which was a masking tape applicator, which hadn't been done before. But in that, we heard all of the issues of the quality of paint in the tape, um, the paint leaking or the paint bleeding. And so it's like, so the key again is, is to listen. Listen, are you really quiet enough to hear what the Lord's saying? And so I've made it a practice to attempt to be radically obedient quickly before my brain can talk me out of it. And so... When you, when you hear something, just do it. And, and so I'm standing, I don't like the sales side of it, but I'm at the booths anyway because I want to hear what people say. And I heard numerous times, you know, I, we don't mask because this, this, and this. And I kept hearing that same problem. It's like, well, is it really the tape's fault or is it the person putting the tape on? So I did my own research found out, hey, the tape is not good. Wow. It's really the tape's fault. And so we researched and, and, and ended up coming up with the fully relying on God tape. And, and uh, it was during a time where I had had a dream, again, the prophetic. I had a dream where this, I was at my dad's, one of my dad's houses at the time. And I hear commotion in the backyard. And all of a sudden this bear, a massive bear, comes around the house. But my dad is riding it like a, like a horse. <laughs> And so it's like, um, I, have to, I was terrified of this bear. So I ran to the garage and I'm trying to get in the garage and I slip and fall like you do in dreams when you're trying to get away. And, but I couldn't figure out why my dad was riding it. But anyway, so he, the bear comes up and he, I, I'm ready for it to bite me and it gives me a big lick. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. So I had it, I had it interpreted and they said, oh, there's a bear market coming. Oh, wow. You don't have to worry about it because your father is in control of it. Wow. And wow. that what you think is going to harm you is actually going to kiss you. Wow. That's a good dream. So we launched Frog Tape during the 2007 and 8 economic crash, Ooh. and we went through the roof. That's amazing. And so that leads to one thing to another. We ended up licensing it and then selling that technology to go into additional technologies, which has now led me into the medical field. And we're, I've been working for the last six years on a device for detection of Alzheimer's. And um, we have four patents issued, six more that are pending. Wow. Uh, we're going to clinicals very soon. We can detect Alzheimer's 10 to 10 plus years before symptoms. Wow. Um, and now there's being more things added onto it. I can't get into details, but I, I would say, what if? You know, and I go back to where the Lord is leading me, but. You know, back in the 80s, the big fear from, a, from the medical field was HIV, AIDS. And today, you don't, it's still there, but you don't hear about it. Well, now, wherever I go, it's all this Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. Yeah. And what if we can attack this disease the same way they came at the AIDS? And, 
And what if we have something that can recover cognitive impairment? Wow. And what if... Wow. So I, I, I can't get into details, but I'm just telling you... He's hinting they, big, though. He's hinting big. When, when, There's when, things happening. When they say the brain cannot be undone, that is... I'll tell you that's a lie. And... Uh, yeah. And I'll just, I'll just say, on record, I'll prophesy that we will be able to pull out a population that will lead us to the end of this wow. disease. This is so awesome. <laughs> Dreaming with God. Now here, I, I look at, I have on my um, iPhone, we're going to end the interview, but I, on my iPhone I have, and on my iPad I have on a Flipboard news service. Do you guys, anybody have Flipboard or Apple News or whatever? So one of the Flipboards I've subscribed to is called Medical Breakthroughs. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Who has Medical Breakthroughs? Anybody here? One. I would encourage you to look at it because what's interesting is it tells you, it collects the news stories from around the world of where there's medical breakthroughs. And when I read it, it's like, to me, a testimony of the father never desired any disease or sickness on the earth and there's people who are getting bold enough like you to believe we can eradicate what the Father never desired Amen. through science and technology. Now, I love the cancer-free zones of praying that there's so much glory that cancer goes away, but I love even more that the Father hates cancer so much he'll give us a cure. Amen. And, and I think that this is profound, what you're saying. And I love that God's using you and he's taking you from one industry to another. To another. And it's sacrificial because you guys had to sell this frog tape so you could actually take the risk to go after this yeah. And I want to thank you just as someone who's pioneering and saying, we're going to go after this and we're, we're believing we've killed the lion and the bear. Let's go after the Goliath. Thank you. Thank you, David. Well, tell us before you leave, how do people here stay in touch with your story? I know you have some websites. Tell us those websites. Yeah, I mean, uh, the website is Inspired Life Medical. Uh, on the Alzheimer's side of that, um, or you can follow me on LinkedIn under David Wagner, and there's there's a few of us. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, but it, you'll you'll be able to figure out which one is in the uh, in the medical side of things by following LinkedIn. Awesome. Um, or you can see me afterwards, and I'll give you a business and card. We'll have links when we release this podcast online. We'll have links as well. Thank you. So what? It, yeah, and the oh, ministry, First Love the ministry. ministry. The ministry is firstlovemnforminnesota.org. Good, especially if you're in the Minnesota area, listen to this later. Make sure to tune in and connect to this ministry. But everybody else, let's just give them a hand. Thank you so much. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family. This is Sean Bowles. And I don't know if you know this, but Bowles Ministries, our ministry, puts together these podcasts for you every week. If you're listening in your car or your gym or at home while you're making your kids lunch for school, whether you're listening to at church or wherever you're listening to this, we have done our best to put together a quality podcast to explore the subject of hearing God's voice with you. And we want to continue to do this and we need your partnership. I want to encourage you if you're loving the show, if you're connected to the show, there's three ways you can partner. Number one is we would love your prayer support. Pray for us. This is not an easy thing to do week after week after week. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of coordination. And it also takes a lot of spiritual 
presence, just being present with what God's doing. Number two, financially support us. We would love your financial support and partnership. We have an incredible partnership program where you can engage with a community of people who are partnering with Bulls Ministries to send the message of hearing God's voice around the world. We do events. We do, of course, this podcast. We do all kinds of things that are free things where we give videos online. We do uh, webinars. We do all kinds of things to encourage people to hear God's voice and to activate their gifts, to activate them in the faith it takes to go on this incredible journey. So financially support us by going to bowlsministries.com. And the third way you can help us is subscribe and also leave a review under the podcast and share it with your friends. Share it on your social media platform. Tell your friends about it at work. Tell your friends about it at church. And the more you help us, the word of mouth is the most powerful source of engaging the community of people who are hungry for this kind of a subject. So be part of our, our ministry team, our prayer ministry team, our partnership team, but also be a voice for what you're listening to. If you love it, tell the stories of the people who are telling the stories to you. Thank you so much for listening. Come on the journey with us and please enjoy season two.